0: Church. Stand and worship with us tonight. Put your hands together. Holy Spirit, take my hand now. Lead me out in the living waters. You're the well stream. You're stirring. You're the life for your sons and daughters are open to the unseen and my faith is rising in me bless the Lord now sing it out loud come and hear the Lord His glory you're calling me deeper deeper still you're calling me deeper deeper still so I'm going deeper deeper still into your love because your love me, going deeper, deeper still. You're calling me deeper, deeper still. So I'm going deeper, deeper still into your love. the Lord now. Sing it out loud. Come and give the Lord his glory. You're calling me deeper, deeper still. You're calling me deeper, deeper still. So I'm going deeper, deeper still. Into your love because you love me. Going deeper, deeper still. You're calling me deeper, deeper still. So I'm going deeper, deeper still into your love. Still, you're calling me deeper, deeper still. So I'm going deeper, deeper still into your love. Because your love keeps going deeper, deeper still. You're calling me deeper, deeper still. So I'm going deeper, deeper still into your love. you glory in your house tonight. Lord, we honor you. We worship you. Father God, you are the reason we're here. God, we don't come for any other reason but to seek your presence, but to worship you, God. Lord God, we just we come before your throne right now, Lord Jesus, and we just worship and honor and exalt your holy name. Be magnified tonight, Lord God. Holy God, You're a holy Lord. Say, and all I can say is holy.
1: Lift our hands, come on, all across this building. Do you believe that he is the God of miracles? Amen. Lord, we just give you adoration tonight. God, we give you praise. God, we make this a sanctuary, Lord, for you to dwell. Because where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. And God, we need liberty. God, we need freedom. Holy Spirit, will you just move across this building right now? Touch hearts. We worship you. We honor you, Jesus. Give you praise and adoration. Come on and give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Come on. You may be seated tonight, if you can. What an awesome presence of the Lord, Amen. Amen. I don't know about you, I feel pretty good right now. That's that was that was very very good. So um, let's give the worship team a hand clap. Come on, they do an awesome job. I wanted tonight, I don't want to keep you long, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do a couple of things, but I, I kind of want to, first I'm going to invite my family up here again, come on, well, I don't know if Novak's awake, but he's laying before the Lord at this moment. And I just want to kind of reintroduce i, I know most of you guys uh, saw them today. I might give them an opportunity to speak, but some of them probably won't some of them might so um, but this is my my son Wyatt, fourteen years old. he's single and ready to mingle. <laughs> just, just, just kidding <laughs> Oh, he woke up, he rose. <laughs> This is our, our son, Novak, who's seven years old, and he's going into second grade, and he is a joy. Uh, my wife, when we had him, he was a surprise to us, and uh, my wife was actually, you know, we had talked about having kids, and uh, I was always like, two is good. We got a boy. We got a girl. It's perfect, you know, and I'll be such such age when, when they leave the house, and we'll still be young and vibrant and be able to do things, and when he came along, my wife told me she she. Set me down and she just started crying. She thought oh, I'm pregnant, and I was like, okay, you know, we'll we'll get through this. It, I, I had to soak on it for a little bit. I'm not going to lie. I, 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 <laughs> Novak. <laughs> He's a little bit of a ham if you haven't figured that out yet. And so uh, he knows how to work a crowd pretty good. <laughs> so this is Novak. So can you give him a hand? <laughs> no. Okay. I was going to ask him to say something, but I don't really trust him, so <laughs> I'm not lying, <laughs> let's do it this way, what, what do you want to say, all right, uh, <laughs> that's enough of that, okay, and this is my beautiful daughter, Zaylee. she is not single and not ready to mingle, <laughs> the dads know what I'm talking about right there. I I never understood what, uh, how my father-in-law felt until I had a daughter. And when, when my daughter was born, or when we found out that we were having a, a baby girl, I remember the first thing that I thought of, as I told my wife, was this simple thing was, I have to pay for a wedding. <laughs> Literally, that's the thing that came to my mind, and so... Uh, but this is my daughter, Zaylee. She's 15 and a half, and uh, she is a joy. She is a, a straight-A student. All my, all my kids are. It's you too, Wyatt. Sorry, but I didn't mean to throw you under the bus there. <laughs> Wyatt, I, wa- I do want to say this. Wyatt is, uh, he loves engineering. He loves anything NASA. And he is like, he has aspirations one day to work for NASA. He wants to, to work in the rocket propulsion lab. What does it say? Yeah, okay, what he said. <laughs> and so how many know, I, I really believe that we need Christians in those areas. <laughs> Amen. And so I commend him. It's like going into a mission field to go into a place like that. And he, he has great aspirations to do that. So uh, Zaylee is uh, jumping back to her. Sorry, I'm just all over the place right now. That's okay. Uh, Zaylee is going into 10th grade. And uh, she is a joy, and she is a singer, and she loves to sing. She's going to sing for you here in just a couple minutes. Um, So, and this is my lovely wife of, give my daughter a hand. Hang on real fast. Let's give my daughter a hand. (laughs) This is my lovely wife of 17 years. Next Sunday is our 17-year anniversary. (laughs) We made it. No. (laughs) Uh, and uh, she is the joy of, of my life, my best friend. Um, I don't know if I could do what we're doing without her. Honestly, she is, she's been a rock to me. Whew. I don't know why I'm starting to cry. I just need to look this way. So, so weird. Uh, but uh, she, she is, just means the world to me. And uh, she was born and raised in California at a place called Taft, California. Anybody heard of that? Okay, a few people have heard her talk, got- and I want to say it's good to see you here, Brother Brother Williams. This is the, the, many of you don't know him, or may or may not know him, but he is the district secretary for the Indiana, uh, PCG Indiana District. Can we give him a hand <laughs> and honor him this this evening? And he's strictly here for the business thing and to make sure I don't mess up. I think that's the, that's what I was told, so. Um, but this is my wife. I'm going to ask her to. If, do you want to say something? She's like, I don't know what to say. I might repeat what I said this morning, but that's okay. Um, but I'm going to have you go ahead and say something. Uh, no. <laughs>
2: um, thanks again for having us. Um, I was thinking earlier. I've spent all day with some of your other staff. I mean, we've been getting to know each individual families and things through different meetings, and. I was like, man, tonight's the last night, and we gotta leave tomorrow, and I felt so sad. Like we just worked real hard and made all these friends, and now we gotta go home. <laughs> so that, that's, I mean, but that says a lot about your your church and your families in your church. And I've just, I've had such a good time being here, and honestly, it felt like family. I mean, it feels like home already, and I'm just, I feel blessed. I don't know what to say. What else to say?
1: <laughs> Give her a hand, please. I'm gonna have Zaylee sing right now, and if you want, she's gonna sing a worship song. But if you're a worshipper, you can stand and worship if you want. Uh, if you if you want to sit there, that's fine too. So. Man, Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys. She loves to worship the Lord. Matter of fact, a few years ago, she was prophesied over at at a camp um, and uh, singled out. And uh, the camp speaker told her that she was going to be leading worship. And he he was very specific on the continent of Africa. You know, when we dedicate our, our children to the Lord that means that we have to, to give them to the Lord. And, and, uh, and I'm going to tell you, it was such a joy for me to see uh, God using her in that way. So I, I just, we wanted to share that and, and show you her passion and uh, appreciate her doing that. We kind of did that on a little bit on uh, quickly there. So I wanted to talk to you guys and kind of give you a little bit of history of, of who we are. Um, I know uh, I've I was able to speak to you today. I know you know a little bit about our family, but I want to give you a little bit of background of who who I am and uh, where we all come from. Uh, I, uh, my parents are pastors. They actually pastor in the state of Missouri, and uh, they pastor a church. They've been pastors my whole life, um, which is 18 years. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I wish uh, they've been uh, pastors my whole life and. Uh, I was raised in a pastor's home and uh, saw the good, bad, and the ugly in ministry that, you know, sometimes you see the, the, the good, bad, and the ugly in ministry. Uh, all my PKs in the house know what I'm talking about. Uh, and, uh, you know, growing up, I, I didn't really, uh, not that I didn't have, I knew I was going to do something for the Lord. I just didn't know what that looked like. And uh, about the age of 15, I felt called into ministry I, at a youth camp. Um, And I remember just the Lord uh, just dealing with me heavily, and I didn't know what that looked like. Um, You know, some people, he says, hey, you're going to be a a pastor, and some, you're going to be a missionary. And I didn't know exactly what that looked like for me, and I kind of struggled with that. Um, At a young age, I uh, I, had—I was the youngest of three— and uh, how many all my all my babies in the family? You have identity problems, right? Because you know the first one, you know, gets everything. The second one, you know, here's the last one. And my brother tells a different story, and my sister tells a different story. Um, but uh, I dealt with a lot of uh, of kind of comparison issues in my life. Uh, truthfully, um, I always felt like that uh, my brother was kind of the the lead in, in ministry, uh, that he was going to do great things, and I always felt like I was kind of second best. You, you know what, I, does anybody know what I'm talking about? Am I the only one that's ever dealt with that? And, uh, and it's okay. I mean, I, and the Lord began to deal with me on, on that issue in my life, and uh, when I addressed that issue, it was kind of tough and tender and hard, hard to deal with, but when I addressed that issue, God began to reveal to me that I, I'm not a comparison to anybody, he created me to do good works, and uh, the problem was my comparison, you know, and it wasn't anybody's fault. It was probably my own fault for just making, you know, comparisons, and I always felt like that I would never measure up to, to certain things, but uh, anyways, I felt called to ministry, and I served with my parents and uh, did a little bit of praise and worship and played instruments and served wherever they needed me for the day, parking lot tend whatever, <laughs> All my PKs know what I'm talking about there, right? Mom and dad need you. You got to go stack chairs. All right. Um, But uh, anyways, to make a long story short, my parents moved uh, my uh, sophomore year of high school to California, and uh, they took a church out there in Taft, California, and uh, we're pastors there, and uh, in the meantime of being out there, that's where I would meet my bride and my lovely wife, and uh, we met there at the church we met in church outside of church not in church outside of church and uh little did i know when i met her that she was going to be the love of my life but uh, that was later revealed to me one sunday i forget one sunday night service i walked into the church and she had always been just a great friend to me matter of fact her brother was one of my best friends and i used to go over to his house all the time not to really see him no um (laughs) i might have i might have use that to go over and see Tristan, but uh, one day she walked into church, and it was just like, I don't know, something magical happened, I, when I saw her, I thought, she is just really pretty tonight, and uh, you know, and uh, I, I tried to get her to notice me, she played a little bit hard to get, but the Lord knew I, I would prevail in that, amen, <laughs> and so we, we met there, my parents ended up leaving um, California and uh, I stayed because of the will of God, not because of Tristan. Um, I, I honestly, I was—I knew I was going to marry Tristan. She had a year of school left, and I—I I went to work uh, in the oil fields where where we live There's a lot of um, petroleum jobs, and uh, <laughs> was going to church, but not really uh, involved in church. I was there all the time, but I just wasn't following my calling. I was miserable in my life. We know when you don't chase your calling, you're miserable. My right brother Williams <laughs> if you if you and, and uh, at that point in my life we later got married in 2003 and uh, once we got married uh, she was working as a beautician and cutting hair and I was working in the oil fields and hadn't got a couple of you know uh, uh, job promotions and we got married and started having kids and got involved in ministry in about the year 2005 uh I started working, I actually was working in the Taft Church where my father had pastored and uh, the new pastor had come in and we decided since we lived in the town to just go ahead and attend church there and uh, doing that it kind of opened some doors for us and that was where we served first, uh, it eventually worked into an assistant pastor role uh, there and we served there for uh, f- four or five years I think five years I think and so she's going to help me keep keep straight on some of my facts, in 2005, and I worked part-time uh, as an assistant pastor there, and uh, served, also worked a secular job, and uh, during that time, when I worked my secular job, it taught me a lot about leadership, and that's my phone, I owe everyone pizza in here, I'm so sorry, um, uh, I lost my train, oh, I, I, I learned a lot about leadership, working uh, a secular job. It taught me a lot about, uh, I was moved to a supervisor position. I was super young, 21, 23 years old. The Lord just promoted me. And uh, I was working at a, a company where I had guys who had tenure that were older than I was. And here I had the ability to tell them what they were going to do. And and I, it, was a, it was a struggle at times. But God began to work things in me, and, and he started sharpening me. Little did, I, little did I know that God was sharpening me at that moment in my life. I hated it. I'll be honest with you, but uh, I look back now and I'm like, man, I'm so grateful for the places that God has, has brought me from. And so I learned a lot about things there. Time management, I understood working a job and being in church that people's time was very important to them because I worked a job and I understood what it was, you know, you just don't play with people's time. And so we served there. And in 2009, we had the opportunity, um, got a call to go serve as a youth pastor in uh, Corsicana, Texas. Anybody heard of that place? A few people. I know you have. And uh, we moved to uh, Corsicana, Texas. We served as youth pastors under uh, Gary Johnson or Reverend Gary Johnson. I I call him Gary Johnson when I got there. And for six years, uh, many of you, you probably know who Brother Johnson is. I gleaned so much in those six years serving uh, underneath Gary Johnson, he is a phenomenal uh, man of God, he is very, uh, he's, he's a great speaker, a very great communicator, even though he's, he's getting up there in age, uh, he is still, I think, one of my favorite communicators. And where he impressed me the most when I served there as youth pastor was not his ability to preach, and I thought when I went there that that was going to be the most amazing thing, but what I gleaned from him the most was uh, his pastoring. I watched a guy who had a very sizable church be the most servant-minded pastor, um, and I just, I gleaned so much from just him and how he just loved on people and how I would get in his truck and we would drive through town, and it didn't matter where we went, someone knew him everywhere. and They knew who he was, and uh, and I thought, man, I want to I wanna be like that when I grow up. You know, I was I, a little bit older, but, uh, you know, that was my thought process. And we served as youth pastors there for six years and uh, just kind of learned a lot um, in that time as youth pastors. Anyone that served in youth ministry knows it'll either make you or break you. That's kind of, <laughs> and especially if you've served in the last five years, you, you really learned that. It's really shifted over the years. And uh, so we we served there for six years. In 2015, we started to kind of feel a shift in the direction of our lives, and uh, there's a couple of of things that were going on um, behind the scenes uh, also as well, but we uh, decided to take a position back in Bakersfield, California, which is where we currently reside, and uh, a door door of opportunity opened up to us uh, there and uh, was able to serve. I've served as the associate pastor at our church uh, five, well, almost almost five years it would it will be it would be five years in in january and uh in that time it was uh it was kind of a god thing Uh, and i think there was a couple of pivotal moments that god gave me when we went there that were going to be fulfilled it's and this is going to sound strange i i don't share this with a lot of people but i'm gonna share it with you because i feel like you're my family is that okay and uh Uh, God showed me some pivotal moments, some markers when we went there that that I would see happen there. And uh, strangely enough, one of those markers was Tristan's sister had been uh, diagnosed with uh, stage 4 pancreatic cancer. And uh, we had been away for six years, and we had came back and visit, But, uh, you know, we kind of felt like it would be important for her to go back and, and be there. And so we, that was one of the markers. We, we went and we were able to spend about uh, half a year with her and her at, through her journey, the last uh, segments of her life. And uh, there was another, a couple of other pivotal moments. And I can tell you this, I, I won't go into all those moments, but I can tell you where I am at now. Every one of those moments that God showed me when we went there have been fulfilled and um you know the lord's timing is is very interesting to me and i'm just gonna just kind of speak from my heart is that okay is that all right with you i i have something here i may not even go go with it but the lord's timing is important and uh what he does and when he does it he does it when he wants on his terms not our terms right and uh since i another another place i've served also in southern california um I have also served as the district youth director there for the last um, uh, three, uh, well, almost four years, and um, so, and simultaneously, I was associate pastor at church and doing things there, and then also uh, doing district work and running our our youth camps, and and that opened a lot of great opportunities for us. We made a lot of great connections, and um, I believe in, uh, one thing I can tell you is that I'm very I'll never not be youth-minded because uh, I believe that youth are important and I believe they're worth pouring into no matter how hard the soil is. Amen? And uh, one of the greatest joys of youth ministry is camp. And uh, when you go to camp and you see kids go to, I mean, and you guys can attest to, when you see kids go to the altar and just begin to to weep and cry before the lord there's a there's something amazing about that change and it just i don't know when you've been in church for a while and you see that it just stirs you and you just you love it and uh and so uh you know we've done that over the last um four years and that's been just a a joy and uh, like i said we made a lot of great great connections but god's timing is is super interesting to me um and this, I, I'm, I'm just going to go off the cuff right here. I'm just being honest. So if this gets weird, you'll know why. <laughs> just saying, okay? Uh, God's timing is, is unique. Um, when I, I first got uh, the call about, about this church, um, I, I, I was in no place uh, not looking to, to, to move or do anything at all. I really wasn't and uh, bless you, <laughs> and the way that God works with me is, uh, he has to, I'm, I'm a pretty calculated person, but God, God just create. God has always created opportunities for me, and he's, and made ways when I didn't think there was a way, and when I first got the call um, about this church, you know, I, I thought about it, and I was like, oh, that's a really, that's this is really cool opportunity, and you know, and, um, but, you know, I wasn't, like, overly, like, excited, does that make sense, I don't want to be rude or anything like that, Um, but I'm just being truthful, just being truthful, I was like, oh, that might be a cool opportunity, but I didn't really put a a ton of, a ton of thought into it, like, I mean, I did, but I I didn't, and uh, I just kind of was like, okay, and then a couple weeks later, uh, Brother David called me, and I didn't know this guy from anybody, and he just said, he just, We had a long conversation uh, that day, and after getting off the phone with him, I felt like I knew the guy, and and like, I, I, just by talking to him for just that little bit, there was just kind of a connection there, and, and he asked me to, you know, consider, you know, at least sending a resume, and I thought, well, I can at least send a resume. That's not, not a, too hard of a thing to ask, you know. And uh, the, uh, the thing that, that this was probably, I don't know when this was, but this was right in the middle of the pandemic. And that was, you know, one of my things. I thought, man, God, this is such weird timing. You know, there's so much going on in our world. This is just a weird time for the church. It's a weird time for our nation. Uh, there's a lot of just craziness going on. And that was my first thought. And the Holy Spirit spoke to me, you know, as I'm thinking all this and just told me, you know, I, I can do what I want when I want. It doesn't matter if there's a pandemic. It doesn't matter if there's, you know, what's going on and, you know, across the world. It doesn't matter. I can do what I want when I say I do what I want because I can move governments and I can move nations and I can tell this world to stop spinning if I want to. And that was kind of a stark reality to me. And, it was, I mean, I preached on faith today. That was a moment where my faith began to kind of rise. And I thought, well, God, if this is you, let's make it happen, you know. And so we uh, per- pursued and kept, kept going. Uh, the, the timing of the Lord, you know, uh, sometimes seems funny. And I don't know where you're at. And I don't know who this is for tonight. Maybe this is for TJ right up here. Uh, trust the Lord. Proverbs 3, 5, trust the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding. That was one of those moments where I was kind of leaning on my own understanding, thinking, oh, this is the middle of a pandemic. This is probably not a good time to leave any kind, type of security. But the Lord began to speak to me. and It's like, are you going to trust me or, or not? And So we, we pursued. And so we're just trusting in the Lord um, and what He has for our lives and what He has for this church as well. Um, and, uh, and I'm—I don't even know really where I'm gonna go from this point. Truthfully, <laughs> I'm just speaking from my heart. Um, but I do want to tell you this: uh, the process that God has brought me to. I've—I've I've always shied away from from pastoring. I've served in a lot of roles in churches as assistant pastors, as a worship leader, as I think at one time I was even helping in children's church. God help those kids. And. Uh, Hope hope they make it to heaven. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Um, And served as a youth pastor. And I say all that to say this. um, Sorry. I feel like God has just been preparing me for this moment. And uh, there's been a lot of uh, moments, and I, coming from a pastor's home, I, I really kind of wanted to shy away from, from being any sort of, like, lead pastor in, in general. And just Can I just be honest with you? Because I saw a lot, lot of things that my dad had to deal with at times, and, and I thought, man, is it even worth it at times? But then I think back to those moments that, like I had at camp, where you see people's lives changed. You see the impact that you can make. And God reminds me that there are those moments for pastors as well. Though sometimes soil is tough, God is still good. Amen. And so I kind of wanted to kind of give, just give you a little bit of, of, of who I am. Um, know this about me. I'm a very, <laughs> and I'll preface this because uh, I'm a very calculated person and i I'm not afraid to take a step of faith, there's been times where I've taken steps of faith I think God gives you wisdom to use as well you know, um, I, I don't think faith is always just jumping off a cliffs, so I think sometimes, you know, you need to make sure you got a parachute on before you jump off the cliff, right, a little bit of wisdom um, but through it all, I, I look back over the training in my life and and that I've served under, I realize that God has just been preparing me for this moment, and uh, it's it, I, it's just incredible to me to even be be standing here to be considered uh, for this position because I I feel like the weight of of pastoring the mantle is so big, and I I thank God. I don't know if I can do this, but I'm reminded that God says, I will be your strength, and I will help you, and if I could do it on my own, I wouldn't need him, and so I just want to tell you with, with a humble heart, and these aren't fake tears, I promise, I don't cry very often, uh, uh, you know, I just, I, I, I feel, I take this as a very, very serious Thing. It's not just something to just to just jump into because I feel like the weight of it is is just people's lives are on the line and uh i i i want to make sure in our hearts that 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 is right and that that I'm moving and i'm like I said it took me how long to get to this position I don't know I can't even think back but uh we've been in ministry for what fifteen fifteen years i think uh and it's taken 15 years to get to this position. I thought about my dad. My dad was had already pastored like probably like five churches by the, by my age, truthfully. And I thought, man, how did he how did he do that? And uh, and so I, I just want to tell you that uh, my my heart is this: where I'm weak, I'm gonna ask the Lord to help me out. And. Uh, where I may may fail, I'm going to ask for for grace, because uh, this may be, be something that I, I'm learning as I go, and I'm going to pray that the Holy Spirit will lead and guide everyone. And I know this, that the Lord, He works out all our steps, He has them ordered, and my goal is to just take every step that He has given me and to walk in that with confidence and with boldness. Uh, Amen. Yeah, come on, let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise. I, I want to share this, and, and then I'll, I'll get off the stage here. Uh, in Acts chapter 4, verse 29 and 30, I want to give you a little, little back story here. This is my sermonette right here, okay? Um, the Peter and John had uh, in the chapter before had healed the lame man at the gate and uh, you remember that story that he was begging and and Peter said silver and gold had I none you know and that's how you know he was a pastor right silver and gold have I none and <laughs> get, but what I do have get up in the name of Jesus and so and the lame man's healed and in uh, chapter 4 we, we like to preach on chapter 3 a lot but in chapter 4 it's a whole different story because they're actually on trial uh, by the Sanhedrin there, and they're they're questioning them for healing the lame man at the gate. They're a little upset at that. Sounds like cynical people to me, right? And when they're on trial, they they end up getting uh, exonerated because the man was healed, and they you know the Sanhedrin couldn't really find any fault in them. But I I like this verse, and this is the verse that I, I felt like just kind of leading into is this verse, uh, uh, chapter four, verse twenty nine and thirty. It says this. And this is them praying. This is Peter and John and all, all that are there that are praying. And it says this, and now, O Lord, hear their threats. And give us, your servants, great boldness in preaching your word. Stretch out your hand with healing power. May miraculous signs and wonders be done through the name of of your holy servant Jesus. And the word that stuck out to me in all of that was that word boldness. And uh boldness is this a willingness to take a risk or uh basically just a willingness to take a risk and uh in Acts chapter 1, you remember Jesus told them he said I'm I, you know or we we learned that that Jesus was going to send the 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 comforter and they they talked about that and uh and when they were filled in the upper room, they did speak in tongues, but that wasn't the reason that 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 the Holy Spirit was sent. It was sent. It was sent to give them boldness to be the witnesses for Jesus Christ, and that's what the Holy Spirit's job is in our lives. And I begin to think about these these guys, and there's 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 three things I just want to pull out of what I just read to you. And the first one is this, and that first that first verse 29 says this. And now, O Lord, hear their threats, we're living in a time where the church is being threatened on all kinds of levels, amen? Right now, men are saying that evil is good and good is, are we living in those times? Are we living in turbulent times right now? Yes, we are. And uh, it says, and now, O Lord, hear their threats and give us your servants great boldness in preaching your word. The, The thing that I got out of that is this. When you ask for boldness, this is what you need to understand that God's going to do. He's going to give you protection. Do you trust Him or do you not trust Him? When you ask for boldness, you say, God, give me boldness in this. Give me boldness to take a stand for you. God, He's going to protect you. He's going to be with you. Did He protect Peter and John? Yes, He did. You remember when He brought Peter out of jail and they were praying for Him and He just showed up at the door? That would have been crazy, right? Way to answer that prayer, God, right? Here's the second part to that. Uh, Verse 30 says, stretch out your hand uh, with healing power. May miraculous signs and wonders be done through uh, the name of your holy servant, Jesus. Here's the second thing that, that happens when you walk in boldness. And that's miracles. So we got protection and we got miracles. Amen? Amen? Jesus said, greater things than this shall you do, right? So, protection... miracles. I like this boldness thing, amen? And look at this. Uh, uh, When we step out in faith uh, and boldness, we will walk in the supernatural. A lot of us, that's hard to even fathom, but when you have a boldness, you'll just walk, you'll be like Peter and just go to the lame guy and be like, I don't have any money, but you're going to be healed. That's boldness, amen? The miracles will follow you when you're bold for Jesus. Amen? All right. And verse 30, uh, or verse 31 says this, And when they had prayed, the place in which they were gathered together was shaken. Listen to this. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and continued to speak the word of God with boldness. I, I really like this little bit of scripture. This is a great little sermonette. You could build a great sermon out of this truthfully. But this is the last thing, so we got protection, we got miracles, and here's the last thing. When you walk in boldness, there's gonna be an outpouring of the Holy Spirit in your life. And I don't know about you, but that's what I want in my life, and that's what I want for your life, is to walk in in the Holy Spirit power in a world that is dying, that needs to know that Jesus Christ loves them and that He cares about them and that He wants them to, to go to heaven but, you know, that he wants to have a relationship with them. And let me tell you something. In this time, don't grow weary. Don't grow weary, but grow in boldness. Just like Peter and John. You can look at that scripture, uh, uh, Acts chapter 4. You can read that story. I was, I was amazed by, it, by that. And that was what I wanted to share with you is this. Lord, give us boldness. Amen. I'm going to ask the worship team to come back up here. I think they're going to do one more song for us, but can we bow our heads just real, real fast here? God, I thank you for your presence. Lord, I I thank you, Lord, for your spirit, Lord, that, that keeps us tender, keeps our hearts soft, keeps us pliable, Lord. God, I ask, Lord, that your boldness would go forth. God, in your people, Lord, in this church, in the leadership of this church. God, not just being loud, but a boldness and an authority in Jesus Christ, like we talked about today. God, I pray, Lord, that protection, Lord, protection on people's jobs right now. Maybe your job security is not great. God, I pray for protection on their jobs, protection against sickness. Protection against anxiety and fear. God, I pray, Lord, that as we walk in boldness, God, that the miraculous would begin to happen. Lord, that as we go about, God, our lives and we're doing things on a normal routine, God, that miraculous things, signs and wonders would follow us. God, help us to be uh, discerning, God, to those moments that you've given us to be able to minister to people in a supernatural way. God, let your spirit lead and guide us. God, and the last thing, God, that we pray, God, as we seek boldness, God, is simply this. Pour out your spirit on us, Lord. God, you said to ask for it, Lord. So we we ask, God, that you would send a double portion, God, upon your people, God, of boldness and mercy and grace. God, I pray, Lord, that you would just uh, be with us in this time as we sing this last song, God, and and things that are to go forth from this moment. I pray, Lord, that you would just uh, send your love and mercy and grace, God. Lord, that you would have your will and way, God, in our lives. And, Lord, in your church. Lord, this is your church. It doesn't belong to anybody. God, this is your church, God. And may your plan go forth by grace and mercy. And, God, we give you the praise. And, God, we give you the glory. And everybody said... Amen.
2: Stand with us this evening. Let's worship our Savior. Pastor TJ, I appreciate you speaking from your heart. Um, I appreciate the humbleness that you showed us tonight. Um, you know, I've, I've uh, had a chance over the last few weeks to get to know you pretty well, and um, I have confidence in you, and a lot of people share that confidence. I wanted to tell you guys, um, Pastor Greg Harvey was really helpful um, when we first started this process in an advisory role, and uh, he contacted National office and talked to Randy Lawrence. If you guys remember back in January, Randy spoke here on a Sunday, Sunday morning, I believe, and um, that's where TJ's name got brought up. So very highly recommended from the, even the national office. So um, I commend you on, you know, following the will of the Lord and um, being here today. So. Um, Bishop Rick Helton, he he profusely um, apologized for not being able to be here because he has uh, other responsibilities, and he sent um, Brother Larry to be here to help us with our voting. So um, we're going to transition here real quick. He's um, Brother Larry is going to be officiating.